1: Today's podcast is brought to you by Galaxis, formerly known as EtherCards. Galaxis allows you to launch dynamic NFTs. You can create dynamic NFTs that activate discounts, enable access, unlock features, connect to physical items, grant upgrades, and trigger changes based on real world events. Galaxis helps you generate continuous engagement with a community driven NFT framework by allowing you to gamify your drops with dynamic marketplace tools. For more information, go to Ether.Cards. Again, that's Ether.Cards. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cryptocurrent. Your host here, Richard Carthon. And today I have a special guest all the way out in Singapore working on a cool project that I'm excited to learn more about that actually is having some breaking news happen right now on this show. We have Andres Kristoff with Ether Cards, but is now rebranding to Galaxis. How are you doing today?
2: Hi, Richard. Thank you very much for having me. Uh, I'm doing excellent. Thank you. And indeed, it's, these are very exciting times. Today is the time when we are announcing the rebranding uh, the and you might actually beat us by a couple of hours, it looks like.
1: <laughs> awesome. Well, you all here it here first exclusively. appreciate you joining us today. Let's learn a little bit more about you. Can you give us some background on yourself?
2: I've been a technologist for more than I want to remember and been doing uh, startups uh, for many, many years. And I started to work with blockchains and cryptocurrencies back in 2013, you know, ancient times. Bitcoin was $30, uh, Ethereum did not exist. And we built the first Bitcoin ATM in Asia. We deployed it in 2014, and then we wanted to, even then we had an idea to, to let people issue their own tokens. But again, there was no Ethereum. So we, we built our own and we created a distributed asset management system, which went all right, but uh, we learned about Ethereum and we started to work with Ethereum in 2015, since the beta days, because it was fundamentally better than what we built. So we have been working with Ethereum, we worked with a lot of uh, companies in the space, and we've been building smart contracts since the beginning, and we got introduced to nfts about four years ago way before they became fashionable and they started to build utilities around nfts many years ago and Ethercards, that is not Galaxies, is a company that is working on putting real utilities behind nfts
1: now that is a really cool backstory and the fact that you've been building this for a long time again working on some of the first smart contracts shows that you have a deeper understanding of how, again, the true utilities around NFTs can be utilized. So mm-hmm. give us some more information on like what was the premise of EtherCards, a.k.a. now Galaxis. why was it made originally and what does it evolve to today?
2: Well, originally it was made because we realized that there is a huge need in the open source, open ecosystem space to get useful projects funded. If you build a traditional startup, Sorry, if to, I, I, I know I'm, I'm oversimplifying it, but many times from many VCs you will get money if you get enough traction. In other words, if you can sell enough customer data to them. <laughs> but uh, if you are doing it properly using uh, open ecosystems, open uh, technology and blockchain technology, there is no customer data to sell. Even if you have a lot of customers, you don't even have email addresses and, uh, and anything else. And that's the way it should be, in my opinion. Even if you are doing a useful project that doesn't have the, the, possible, uh, the uh, possibility to do a hockey curve, hockey stick curve uh, in terms of uh, financing, you will not be funded by VCs. And if you are working on blockchain, but you are not working on, on DeFi, on financing, you are also not going to get the money from the token bros because uh, there is no number go up, not, nothing to ape in. So we've got a lot of very interesting, very useful projects, educational projects, infrastructure projects, social goods projects, and other projects that could actually help tens of thousands of hundreds of thousands of people, but they cannot get monetized. So that was, the, that was what we realized, that we are not alone when we were doing a project like that. And we came up with an idea that it is actually possible to create a funding and monetization system that can be utilized as long as there is a community that is really interested in the project that you are doing. So if there is a project, uh, if there is a community and you can actually provide value to that community, then that community will give you money. It's not going to be tens of millions of dollars, it's not going to be instant retirement, but it's going to be bootstrapping and sustained operation. So we wanted to build a system utilizing NFTs that enables this kind of projects To create a sustained operations, create create a sustained economy that uh, can be and will be sustained by their interested community around them. So that was the original premise. We were actually working on an educational system that incentivized people to create and maintain high quality learning material on the blockchain for others to learn. And we could not get it funded. So that was the original uh, push to create this project.
1: I see. Okay. So just so I can make sure I understand this correctly, you are having a way for these uh, large organizations that want to be able to provide value back to their communities and be able to pay them. And the way that they're able to do that is by using Ether cards to launch NFTs in which by providing value back to the community, they can provide them with these, I guess, NFTs back to the community that will give them A Mm -hmm. piece of value that kind of rewards them for their sustained engagement in within that community.
2: Yes, but we are not talking about not necessarily talking about large organizations. The thing is that it will work with individuals or small organizations or startups or small groups of people from from YouTubers to artists to actors to, to athletes to cosplayers to whatever, as long as there is a community interested in that person that person or entity or group will be able to monetize their creativity and provide value to their community. And that is basically the, some of the missing things that has been, and this is what we realized and learned when we actually deployed our project back in March last year, that this could actually solve the, one of the big problems of the internet, that creative people, when the internet happens, suddenly gained a worldwide three and a half billion audience but lost their ability to monetize their own creativity unless they were paying 30% to a third party or tattooing advertisement on their foreheads for Google. So what the platform as a service that we are building provides is a direct way for them to engage their community and and monetize their own uh, creativity.
1: So you're giving... Power back to the individual creatives to monetize their community. So walk me through. So for example, I were to come onto Galaxis and I have my cryptocurrency community and I want to be able to use Galaxis. Walk me through okay. like how that would work.
2: I give you a couple of examples from different point of views of different projects. For okay. example,
1: you want to build
2: an online service. You want to build, let's say, a distributed VPN. Okay, because you think it would help and you actually have, uh, you are known in the space, you have a community that is interested in that, helps their uh, privacy and they can, they can do, test their websites from different countries. So you say, all right, I'm going to build this distributed VPN, or you need, to, it, it, I'm going to issue this 100 NFTs. If you buy one of these NFTs, then uh, when the, the service is up, This holding this NFT will give you a constant 50% discount on the service, on the VPN service. So if you buy it now, that will give me enough money to bootstrap the project and actually uh, get the development uh, done. And once the service is up, you will have an NFT that has an actual utility. All you need to do is to keep it in your wallet when you connect to the service and you will get charged half. If the service is indeed up, so I actually deliver on my promise and I, and I build this VPN, then you wanted to use a VPN anyway, you might as well use it uh, with your card and you can get a 50% discount. Or if you decide that you are not going to use this VPN uh, anymore because for any reasons, the service is good, but you, you, you move to, or move on, moved on to something else, then you have an NFT that you can sell in the open market. And if it's an actual, actual service that is in demand, then that NFT will get you a good price. I mean, it's a, it's a constant 50% discount. On the other hand, now I have this service and now I, I run it. Obviously, I, still, I cannot keep issuing 50% discount cards. That makes no sense for a business, but I can issue a different NFT at this time. From now on that I have a running service, we, I have this 100 OG people with the 150% discount NFTs, and they are the lucky ones. From now on, I'm going to issue NFTs that will give you a 5% discount for a three, three months of, uh, of commitment. So you get it, you get a 5% discount, and I can put randomly or not randomly utility trades on those NFTs. For example, you may have a utility trade that you can burn for a meeting with me where you can ask me about uh, privacy uh, practices, you can ask me about the field that I'm most interested in and most, most well known about. So you will get an NFT that will operate like your user account. You will get discounts on that and other benefits. And that was just an actual technical online service. We are working with a next example, we are working with researcher, academic researchers, that they will issue their own NFTs. And for example, they're working on ZK-SNARKs or other very advanced fields. So you can support them by buying the NFT and you will be able to connect them directly and ask for their services for a limited period of time because you bought their NFT. Next example, we are working with an indie film studio creating a movie for and about autistic children. So what they do, they issue these NFTs and uh, with the utility traits, you can actually change some of the plot elements. You can be part of the creative process of creating the movie. And also there are physical redeemable traits on the NFT that will enable you to, to get some of, the, some of the props from the, uh, from the movie scene basically being part of the process and getting something from the movie for your support. Obviously, we also work with a lot of artists, but artists are much easier in this game. They are the driving force behind this whole thing. But utilities make sense there as well. We've got NFTs created by artists where there is a utility trait on it that you can burn And when you do so, you will be taken to a website where you can put in your name and shipping address and get a high quality print with the artist's signature numbered of the art of the NFT. So in this way, you can actually get something, something physical out of your NFT, but you also damage your NFT because once you did that, that utility trade is gone from that NFT. Another way that we are also, uh, that uh, is being used right now is that uh, you can set up a meeting with the artist. Let's say you buy a, an expensive NFT from a well-known artist, and there is a utility trait on it that enables you to, to set up a meeting and talk with the artist for one hour. And that can mean much more than money. You can get a direct connection with the artist that you, that, whose work you admire. And of course, it's good for the artist as well, because they can get a connection with somebody who paid a lot of money for their art. We are also working with, I cannot, uh, cannot uh, and this is the last example. <laughs> uh, we are also working with a very high-level athletes that are part of a national team of a certain country. Hopefully, I can, I can uh, disclose it by Friday. And uh, they want to set up a fund that can help them and the f- future generations of artists to, to get funded by the community. And the utility traits on the NFT will, NFTs will help that as well. For example, you can get, for the utility, trade. you can get a two-hour training uh, with an Olympic champion. So this kind of phase, anything from artists to all the way to open-source projects, you can combine the appropriate utility that makes sense for your community.
1: Right. And and thank you for all those different examples. I think that's going to resonate with quite a few different people. Now, let's talk about the platform itself. So in order to support that, does that mean, all right, I abc company or individual have no idea how nfts work or how to make these utilities is it that when i come on and use a uh, galaxis that there's like a user interface that helps walk me through how to create these with these utilities or like how, do, how does this all work
0: Hey, Cryptocurrent Crew, this is Steve Miller, and I'm the host of CC Live, the show that keeps you up to date with what's popping off in crypto land. Every episode of CC Live brings you the latest news, keeps you updated on the top projects, and decrypts everything you need to know to get ahead in the wild world of Web3. So if you really want to stay Cryptocurrent, join Richard, Chris, and I every Tuesday and Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on YouTube Live. So what are you waiting for? Subscribe to Cryptocurrent's YouTube channel today, and as always, stay Cryptocurrent.
2: Yeah, that's correct. Right now, one of the, our biggest problem is that we don't have that ready yet. So we need to work with each and every project. So what we are working on is the self-service platform and uh, we are planning to release it on the 1st of March in about a month from now. And that will enable anybody to design their NFTs both visually and both uh, from the utility point of view and in addition to deploy a community space, a web-based community space where those NFTs can be immediately utilized. So we give you the platform where you can design your NFTs. We give you the platform where you can sell your NFTs. We deploy the contracts for you. We deploy the, the pages for you. So basically it's a full service. Plus we give you a utility space where your community can log in with that NFT, no username, no password. They they use that NFT that as their passport, technically. There will be online chat and a lot of other ways to actually start engaging and utilizing the util- utility traits.
1: That's pretty cool. So is this a layer one protocol that y'all built this on top of a layer one protocol? What's the underlying protocol that's been used for all this?
2: At launch, we, the plan is that we, you will have two choices. You either deploy it on layer one Ethereum or you deploy it on, on Polygon. Mm-hmm. Later on, in the next step, we will add other EVM compatible chains to it like Clayton and others that are easy because they are basically using the same, uh, same technology. The last step that we are planning is to do hybrids meaning you can actually deploy an NFT on Ethereum layer one, but the utility traits is going to be on on layer two. Buying the NFT is on layer one, so it gives it a certain value. But when you interact with the utilities, let's say you burn it to to redeem your physical redeemable or to set up a meeting, you don't need to pay $200 in gas costs.
1: And I think that's that's an interesting and, and unique play. Because, like you said, to redeem some of those traits, it could get pretty costly very quickly. Yeah. But it's definitely a good then, thing.
2: You can actually use uh, Polygon. So, so Polygon will be an, an option. And obviously, the first version of the platform will not cater to all the possibilities that we can do. It's going to be a simplified version, which will be improved continuously to roll out more and more features.
1: For sure. And, you know, as we kind of walk through this a little bit more, how do you see the future of of a Galaxy? So I know that you said you're rolling out the future where people will be able to self-service back in March. Yeah. But do you have any other things on the roadmap that you're able to talk to us about on on some that are coming out soon? This is the most
2: important, and of, so basically the whole uh, what we are betting on that NFTs are the perfect tool to enable creative people to monetize their creativity, mm-hmm. as long as it is. Uh, combined with the appropriate utilities. So what we, what we build is, we call it a platform as a service. So we are not building a centralized marketplace. We are not building a new centralized platform. We'll give you everything. So if you decide that you want to self-serve, we will give you the, uh, the necessary backends, necessary frontends. You can actually run it yourself. We will give you the code for that and the, and the smart contracts as well. We provide you the platform so you can build and engage and, uh, and improve your, uh, the connection with your community. But we don't want to become the next Google or Amazon in from, the, from the centralization point of view.
1: Right. I think that's a good way of looking at it. So finding a way to keep the platform decentralized so it still speaks yeah. to everyone. But also, you know, as we kind of look at the greater crypto NFT landscape, you're starting to see more and more, you know, Fortune 500 and larger corporations try to yeah. enter into this space. How do you think that Galaxis is positioned to be able to bring a lot of benefits to these creatives who are trying to get out here, understand how everything works, but there's just there's just so many different places that they can go. How is it that Galaxis is going to be that like one-stop shop to like make it easy for them to just do all the things that they're imagining?
2: I think the most difficult thing when you want to deal with NFTs is that a good smart contract programmer now worth their weight in gold, so getting somebody who can do the uh, the code for you it can be extremely expensive. So what we are doing, we are creating all the necessary boilerplates and templates from which a set of well well written scripts and uh, and frameworks can actually Uh, pick the right pieces, fill in the the variables and deploy it automatically. So all you need to do is to operate a familiar web interface. And that is necessary to actually get people into this space. The next thing is that I foresee a lot of pain with large companies entering the space. I think the same misunderstandings are here that we have seen, at least I did, you are probably too young for that, for the early 2000s when we had the the, the dot-com boom and every big company and their grandmother were deploying websites for meaningless stuff, like the canonical example is pets.com trying to sell pets online. Makes no bloody sense, but they did and they failed. And what I see is that the same thing will happen here because large companies will not understand that in order to actually gain the benefits of the platform, they will need to give up some control and they need to fundamentally change how they interact with users because users of this era will be deterred even if you ask them for your username and password. And that is a fundamental change that larger companies may not understand. So I'm actually afraid that many of the big guys may not make it if this thing becomes uh,
1: successful. Right. That's a really good point. Everyone go back and re-listen to that because there's a lot of really good takeaways. Um, And the big one for me in that is just because a large corporation is coming in with money doesn't mean that they are going to make it and that they're going to be in touch with the current users in web three and what they're looking for and even as mass adoption comes what the new audience will be looking for as well so andres i i really do appreciate the conversation all the really great information you've been able to drop on us always like to wrap up with two fun questions the first Mm -hmm. one being with all the information that you have right now if you could go impart one to two pieces of wisdom to yourself when you first got started building this project what would you tell yourself
2: don't trade I would say don't trade. If I would just held my first purchase, I would, I don't want to say, but, uh, <laughs> that would be a very different, very different, uh, word for now. Right. So one is don't trade, uh, research, buy and, and, and forget. That's what I, that's what I suggest. That is, that is the most important thing in this space,
1: I think. I appreciate that. It's a, it's a sentiment heard a lot on here. And I think it's always good to hear it from a different viewpoint. Yeah. A lot of people come in thinking that they're traders and instead of they should think of themselves as investors. And if you think of yourself yeah. as an investor, you typically do a lot better in the long run. So thank you for that. Absolutely. absolutely. Um, what is the final thought that you want to leave with all of the listeners here today?
2: I think with this space, we have a unique opportunity, like an opportunity of, the, of a light, lifetime and many of, many of us and, many, and, and most of the world still doesn't see it. I think we need to we need to understand how this space is working and how what the people want in this space and build upon that. And if we can do that, we can actually make the world fundamentally better. And that's that's what my belief is. And that's what I I would like to work on as long as I can.
1: Awesome. That's a great final thought. Thank you for that. And again, thank you for your time. What are ways that people can connect with you and learn more about Galaxis?
2: For now because I don't want to announce the the new website, please come to ether.cards or come to Twitter at ether underscore cards and you will find all the information there that you need to get in contact with
1: us. Perfect. And we'll make sure to keep all the links in the show notes as well. So again, thank you so much for spending time with us and for everyone listening, stay Cryptocurrent. Hey, Cryptocurrent crew. We want to give a quick shout out to all of our faithful listeners out there. It's been an amazing journey and we really appreciate your support throughout the years as we've been growing as a community. Each episode, we decided that we would start sharing some of the reviews that you were leaving for us. For today, we would like to share this review. Today's review comes from Crypto the Superdog. I was curious about cryptocurrency and when I found this podcast, it really taught me a lot in a way that wasn't overwhelming. Definitely give it a listen. We sincerely appreciate this review and all reviews and would like to ask that if you're enjoying our show, please take a quick moment to go and leave a review on our podcast so that hopefully we can be highlighting your review next. Simply go to our show notes or go to our website where we have a link where you can share your review today. Hey everyone, I hope you enjoyed today's episode. For more information on today's episode and all of our episodes, please visit us at www.crypto-current.co. You can also find a link in the show notes. Want to stay up to date on the latest news in cryptocurrency? Sign up for our newsletter today. You'll receive daily emails Monday through Friday that are personalized and curated content specific to you and your interest, powered by artificial intelligence. You can either go to our show notes or go to our website to sign up today. Are you an accredited investor looking to invest in cryptocurrency? Crescent City Capital can help. Go to crescentcitycapital.com for more information. I don't know if you've noticed, but the quality of our podcast each week are improving. I can only thank my amazing producer, Andrew DeRitter with DeRitter Productions, who has been putting all of this together. If you have any podcast, music, or audio needs, please go to DeRitterProductions.com. That's D-E-R-I-T-T-E-R Productions.com. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Cryptocurrent with Richard Cargon. We'll be back with more exciting developments from the world of blockchain and cryptocurrency next week. But until then, stay now.
0: Thank you for joining us for another episode of CryptoCurrent. Just one quick reminder. Cryptocurrent is a cryptocurrency and blockchain education platform that's bridging the gap between the curious newcomers who are just discovering the space and the thought leaders who are shaping its future. All opinions expressed by Richard Carthon, the Cryptocurrent team, and their guests on this show are exclusively their own opinions. You should not treat any opinion expressed by Richard, the team, and their guests as a specific inducement to make a particular investment or to follow his financial advice.